0: trails collective welcome to this episode of the trails collective live show tonight we have results from this past weekend we have uh, world's end 100k we have cuyuga trails 50 miler and lucifer's crossing we have Old Dominion 100. And then we also have results from a couple weeks ago, the Capital Backyard Ultra in Virginia. So we've got a pretty big show for you tonight, Um, a little bit uh, lighter on time-wise. We only go for about an hour tonight, but that's because yours truly was the host tonight. And you know, after about 60 minutes, I'm like, what are we doing here? You know what I mean? Just kidding. All the guests have uh, amazing stories to tell, and um, I hope that I did Ian justice by uh, taking over the live show this week. Hopefully, he will be back next week, and uh, we will be back with another guest, more content. And then on the Voices from the Collective podcast front, I will be back in July with new episodes. So right now, I hope you guys are enjoying the reruns that I'm putting out, which uh, I'm also enjoying them as well. Um, It's pretty great so thank you for everybody's continued support and um, enjoy the show Hello, Trials Collective. Uh, Different face this week. I'm obviously not Ian. Uh, I am standing in for him tonight to run down the East Coast events uh, this past that took past this past weekend and um, a couple weeks ago, actually, with the Capital Backyard Ultra, and also um, upcoming events for um, you to keep your eye on to watch this weekend and cheer, even if you're not uh, involved. So, um, but first, as always, uh, we would like to thank our newest Patreon members. So this week, we want to say a big thank you to Jim Devona. So Jim Devona is a trail runner and local artist out of the Binghamton area. His art is actually awesome, really incredible. Um, I wish I, I don't have his Instagram right now, but um, if he's in the, in listening or anything, um, put it in the chat for everybody. He does like, these really, really awesome, like, pencil portraits and stuff. And so, um, yeah, if uh, it's just, it's really neat. And he volunteered at Huey this weekend. He's running our next race white face, um, in a couple of weeks. So big thanks to Jim Devona and then, uh, Pete Kressek actually, um, re-upped his membership, um, $7 level. Pete is an Ithaca staple runner. He's done every event probably around here. Um, and this weekend, he's actually doing the Laurel Highlands Ultra, which is a 70-miler down in Pennsylvania, put on by friend of uh, Tres Collective, Vinny Capadora. Happily running. And so, uh, good luck to Pete this weekend. And thank you to both Pete and Jim for your support. Uh, The only way we are able to do this is because of the support that we get from the community, from our collective. And so, if you guys are enjoying the things that we're putting out, I mean, even uh, just this or um, the po- uh, the other podcast that I do voices from the collective if you like the website um, which uh, is get an update it's, it gets updated pretty frequently now by me and um, from we have a lot of different columnists that are contributing different articles we have some um, about beginning um, about uh, nutrition hydration we have some about just highlighting different trail towns in the area so all good stuff going on there so, Um, Yeah, if you haven't been to the Trails Collective website, uh, check it out. We're also um, uh, redesigning the online store. So hopefully pretty soon, you'll be able to order all your favorite things from our uh, website. So stay tuned for that. That's our big summer project. And uh, it's, it's coming along. Um, So before we get into results from this past weekend, I want to just bring your attention to some races that are coming up just to watch for this weekend. Uh, You know, we're all getting our long runs in. But what else do you want to do after a long run besides but eat and just like Think, like watch running i mean come on it's it's real fun right so uh here's what we've got so this is actually a cool race it's called the bad decisions 30 hour it's in andover New Jersey. and so it's a team race that you actually run together so um, it's not a relay but you have a couple partners and um, apparently it's a, it's it's a very interesting style race you get two different versions of the challenge and so and you um I guess pick the one that sucks less so I'm not really sure uh what that means but a 30-hour adventure race and then once you complete it you're supposed to pay attention to the u-turns is what they call them this is and this is where like you can have the teams that are still going that are finishing behind you like do suckier things. So it seems like a pretty cool format. So pay attention to the um, Bad Decisions 30 hour. We have down in Pennsylvania in Pennypack Park, uh, we've got the Half Sour, Half Kraut Marathon put on by our friends at Uber Endurance Sports. And then um, in uh, Elmira, New York, pretty close to where we are in Ithaca, there's the Brant Hill Challenge three hour. And so it's a three-hour timed event done on an old loop in um, Newtown Battlefield State Park. And uh, this event is a fundraiser for the SOAR Running Club, which the SOAR Running Club is really awesome. They uh, get uh, kids and youth into running track races and sports. And so it's, it's a really awesome club to support. They often come to a lot of the Ithaca track meets during the winter and the summer. And it's really fun to watch all the kids run. And then finally, the Sri Chimnoy 12-hour and 24-hour uh, looped race is in Rockland State Park, New York. So it's about a 2.95-mile flat loop that you just run around and around for a couple of hours. So uh, sounds pretty sounds pretty gnarly. So. Um, yeah, check check those out for this week. So um, we're going to move into the results from the past week. So we're going to start out with uh, Old Dominion 100 miler just occurred this past weekend. And so um, hopefully he's here. Yes, he is. I'm going to bring James Weaver into the stream with us today. Um, <clears throat> James had uh, a pretty awesome post on Facebook, which I want to read real quick, uh, James, Um, about finishing just under the 19-hour mark at Old Dominion. And um, he said, We crossed the line in the dirt in the early morning with the goal of returning and crossing another line. Some of us just didn't make it back. But what we all learned during this short span of time can enrich our future. What I learned in that time span was even when things get messy – you can stay balanced. If you can stay balanced, cent- centered mentally, and keep on applying yourself, things will work out. Maybe not immediately, but eventually. And I'm grateful to have a mind and body that allows me to run these long races. So, James, welcome to the Trails Collective and congratulations.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: And I think everybody's probably tired of hearing my voice for the past 6 minutes. So, um we're we're <laughs> thankful to hear from you. So, um you did Old Dominion this past weekend. Was that your first go at the race?
1: Yes, it was my first go at Old Dominion.
0: And um how many hundred milers have you done before that? Like are you pretty experienced or um yeah.
1: So, it was actually my first official 100 mile race i've done the distance twice in like the backyard ultra format but this would have been my first official like 100 mile race yeah
0: so um before uh, we go on i want to make note that um kathleen kusick won for the women in 21:55, and chad lassiter won for the men in 1824 so you weren't that far behind him what uh what place did you end up
1: I ended up in second. So yeah, Chad I got within 5 minutes of Chad according to my crew at one point, but um he ended up finishing 12 minutes ahead. Just couldn't catch him.
2: <laughs>
0: mm. Well, it was, it was I mean that's technically like a sprint finish. I mean 12 minutes.
1: Yeah, like um it's close. Definitely close in a 100-miler.
0: So, um, Ian was particularly um, taken and enamored by your Facebook post. So, do you think I want to go into that a little bit? So, can you explain what you were thinking and what you meant when you wrote that?
1: Um, so for me, I mean, there's, I draw a lot of like parallels from running races, especially to life in general I think when I wrote wrote the post um, what I was thinking most about was just like the probably probably like the hard parts that I went through like after I had my accident after I lost my arm and it was tough like finding a new normal for I'm going to say a year and now you know things are looking a lot brighter during the race I also had a lot of issues that could have derailed my race basically but I was able to, to like work through those issues and at the end of the day I ran I surprised myself I ran a time a lot faster than I was expecting to.
0: So forgive me, I did not know you were an amputee. Um, Are you comfortable with talking about it?
1: Oh, absolutely, yeah.
0: (laughs) Okay, Um, (laughs) how did that happen?
1: So uh, I was a landscaper and had an accident with a mower.
0: Okay, that sounds pretty Um, painful.
1: yeah so i was mowing mowing a pond bank um pond sets up high there's a slope running down to a creek and i was mowing after a heavy rain the week prior and my mower actually ended up i lost traction and i didn't want to I was afraid the mower would flip, so I tried to jump off of the mower, and uh, long story short, I didn't, obviously didn't get far off the mower, my blades were still going, and somehow when I landed, my elbow went in through the discharge chute and caught a blade.
0: Wow, that's, uh, that's quite the so that's quite something to overcome I'd have to say um at that point how long ago was that
1: um about a year and a half would have it oh. would have happened in November of 2020
0: oh so it's recent okay were you a runner at that point I was okay um wow that is incredible that is incredible like I mean that you like I can't imagine going through something like that. And, um, how has that like sort of influenced the way, I mean, obviously that was traumatic and painful. How has that really, has that influenced the way that you maybe approach or see difficult situations and pain during races?
1: Um, definitely. And like it, it has also like worked in like the opposite way. I feel what I had learned up to that point as a as a runner, especially an ultra runner, um, definitely helped me work through the process of adapting the new normal after I lost my arm.
0: How did your did you re, have to reteach yourself how to run? Were the mechanics completely different, or how how hard of the learning curve was that?
1: Oh, uh, it was terrible. <laughs> Um, so doctors were most worried about balance. Um, I can't say I noticed too much about like being off balance when I was running, but the arm swing, um, it was like, I like one half of my body or my, it's my right arm. That's, that's gone. Um, so it felt like my right leg, I couldn't. There was power there, but I couldn't. um, I couldn't access that power. I couldn't put it to the ground. So it was basically like just my left leg was driving me forward, and my right side was just going through the motions of staying along. Mm -hmm. Especially, I'd especially notice it on like uphills and on the roads.
0: Yeah. Cause I mean, definitely using, especially, you know, when we're hiking up hills, sometimes I know I put my hands on my knees to go up. And, um, also, I mean, you think about all the other things like undoing your best, getting nutrition, um, things like that, like opening packets. Um, yes. I assume it's a lot more challenging, um, for you in those kind of ways as well.
1: Yeah. Um, that was actually, that's still a work in progress really. Um, Like Old Dominion, I thought I had, well, it started off with, uh, like, soft flask. Mm -hmm. Um, Soft flask were, I thought, were the greatest thing invented invented since uh, sliced bread, really. Um, I just, I hate the sloshing in hard bottles. Mm -hmm. But um, soft flask, I tried everything to save them, but I just... I'm not efficient enough in like unscrewing and screwing on the, the top, Mm -hmm. like refilling my water during, during a run. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: So I went with hard, made the switch to hard, like hard bottles and uh, actually went with like a waste pack. But then I started having like, chafing issues with the the waist pack I had leading up in like in my training for old dominion so like a week out from o- old dominion I was like well I'm going back to the pack
2: mm-hmm.
0: yeah it's kind of a, like ultra running I mean inc- it inc- it incur- sorry it continues to uh humble me all the time and so um I can imagine that like just it's but it also is like a puzzle right so it's kind of you have just been given instead of the 500 piece you've been given the five thousand piece and so you just gotta keep figuring it out as you go along but obviously you know a second place finish is incredible so congratulations to old dominion which is a very tough race and um we're looking we're looking forward to keeping and following what you're doing in the next couple of uh (laughs) <laughs> in the in the next couple of months here. So, what's uh, after a rest? What's next for you?
1: Um, I'm actually coming up for uh, the white face, uh, both races of the the vertical K and the seven miler. I'm hoping my quads are recovered enough to like race the downhill in the seven miler, but we'll see.
0: <laughs> well, uh, I look forward to meeting you there, and I want to say good luck. And uh, thank you for coming on the show. It's been lovely to have you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me and uh, good luck at Western States.
0: Thank you. All right. Next, we're going to go to Damien and his family. And we're going to talk a little bit about Cayuga and Cayuga Trails, Lucifer's Crossing, and uh, getting the whole family into that running bug. So, (laughs) Hello, guys. How are you doing? Fine. yourself. How's it going? Good. So uh, it was so nice to meet you guys at Packet up Pickup. I'm sorry we gave you the wrong biffs. <laughs> yeah, I no, think, I,
3: think I think we were good. Right ones, I right. think we were
2: good. Yeah,
0: yeah. It was fine. Yeah, yeah. So Damien, you ended up doing the double, which I didn't know. So um for like how did how was that?
3: Uh the second day was was a bit of a challenge. Um I don't know why I signed up for it, but um yeah, I mean I guess I am a glutton for punishment, but it, it sounded like a good idea when I signed up for the second race and I just didn't realize like how sore my feet would be um after running 50 miles.
0: Sure. Yeah, that's always what gets me too. It's just that my feet like my body might be fine, but my feet are just like little babies and they're just like raw meat almost. And they just don't want to <laughs> they don't want to touch anything.
3: That's very true. That's probably the best best expression I've heard.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um. So you're a veteran at Cayuga, though. How many times do you run it now?
3: <laughs> so this is my second time there. Um, I ran there last year. Um, I guess h- hoping to finish the 50k. And um, you know, so I, you know, I get through 25 miles, and I'm talking to Ian, and you know, he's like sort of like coaching me through like the last six miles, like, hey, this is what you're gonna, you know, experience, and You know, you should be fine. You should be able to get through it. So, you know, I run the last six miles and I get through a finish and he's like, sort of like calmly, like, you know, if you want to do another 19 miles and do 50 miles, like you can go right ahead. I think you, you beat the cutoff. And I was like, there's no way I can run another 19 miles. Like I was tempted to try, but I, I just knew it wasn't in the cards. And so then I was like, well, next year I'll sign up for the 50 miler and just see how it goes. So, um, So that was all, all Ian. Ian put, planted the seed that it was even possible. So.
0: Yeah, he tends to do that, but I think he sometimes asks (laughs) at the wrong time, you know, like when you're like about your legs feel like dead and you're at the end of this race and you're like, oh, I feel so accomplished. And then he's like, you could do 19 more, you know, and then it just gets into your head. Like, he did that to me at the end of my first 100K. And I was like, Ian, my bones feel like glass. I can't move anywhere.
3: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, it was just a different mindset last year. Last year, like I said, I, I wasn't I wasn't sure I could cover the distance um, for many reasons. But, you know, talking to him afterwards, you know, and it is the way he said it. It just made it seem like 50 miles was doable. And so... I guess, I don't know, I guess if I was in a different headspace, I probably would have gone out and tried the the last 19 miles. But, you know, so that's why I came back this year. Um, I guess to see if I could do it. And I mean, he put out a challenging race. so It was a a good time. It was a lot of fun.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And you did great. Uh, It was awesome to watch you uh, going through the loops and stuff. Uh, It's a really nice event that you like that main area. You get to see people all the time, which is really nice
3: no it was great i mean it was great to have my family out there too i got to see them at uh mile 18 mile 44 and you know obviously at the finish so um you know i think when i saw them at mile 44 i was going through a dark period so it was was good to see them um to sort of get me through those like last six or seven miles but um i don't know just it was it was gratifying to get across the finish line yeah so
0: um your family also did uh lucifer's the next day so why don't you introduce us to the to the fam
3: so this here on my person here on my left is anton hi this one (laughs) hiding behind me is isabella and this is juliana so um Uh, lucifer's crossing was juliana's idea um she thought it would be something fun for the for the kids to it do. It was not
4: fun. It was awful. And I, <laughs> and I don't like my mom
2: for that.
3: But so, somehow
2: she made it through. Yeah, so... <laughs>
3: so um, she's not
0: scrolling ultra sign-up looking for the next one. Um,
3: she's <laughs> making sure we roll ultra sign-up for the, ne- the next one. Um, i do another one. But yeah. he
2: was into it. Yeah,
3: he did really well. So, you know... <laughs> Sunday I was like well I'll just you know hang tight just you know hang with everyone and then the gun goes off and like they take off and I just like I just could not keep up and I was like well I know it's a lot of uphills like I'll catch someone like I mean it's like I think somebody's gonna burn themselves out and hopefully I kept someone and you know Isabella was gracious enough to stay with me to the finish so
0: <laughs> Six miles is a long time, you know, I mean, when I was her age, I don't think I wasn't running at all. So I think that like the 400 was like the distance event.
3: <laughs> Same here. So why, um, Same here. So
0: how was it bringing your whole family and making, is running kind of like a thing you do as a family or how is it, uh, how is it structured?
3: Um, I have a track background. I used to run track in high school and college. Um, when I met Julie, um, she was doing long-distance events. I think you had just finished a marathon and done a couple of marathons.
2: Yeah, I was just starting to train for a marathon. So, um, And we've done some 5Ks together yeah. as a family. Forced
4: you against my own will.
2: <laughs> as Even though they've won them, the kids sometimes have yeah. won their little races and things like that. But we tried to do it and we ran a little bit more during COVID, you know. Yeah. When we were quarantined and in the city, that was a good way for us to get around and do PE with the kids. So we've run together. We've never really done a trail race. Isa and I did one up in Van Cortlandt Park, which is a nice trail, but not uh, the same not as the same. Ithaca <laughs> at all. And definitely well, not. Well, it's really a classic, so course, isn't it? Theater.
0: It's like a yeah. cross country, like, I mean, it's destination. That's awesome.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I did Van Cortland for yeah. my cross country. So, so he, yeah. he runs cross country, which is why he wanted to let everyone know just how fast he was <laughs> <laughs> on Sunday. Whatever you say. <laughs> Show
2: off. <laughs> but it's a nice community. I mean, Damien yeah. ended up me- seeing somebody he'd run a race with before, who was faster than us, but was able to run with our son. So it, I mean, it just enforces like the community that's built, like even. Throughout the state, you know, we're way downstate, so.
0: Yeah, are there many trails
2: in New York City? No. No, I mean, in terms of trails, it's Van Cortland. There might be something in, in, in Staten Island, but not that I know of other than that. So. Well,
0: I know um, that there is a race uh, being put on by like the Trials of Miles. It's a fifty miler, like in, around the Hudson area. It's, a, I think, it's around New York City. Um, but I, I was when I saw it, I was like, oh, I didn't even know there were trails down there.
3: There aren't many, but the, but there's some. Um, like Harriman is is somewhat close, so um, we can get there. And apparently, there's something in um, Beacon, or was something in Beacon, soon, oh, so. Yeah.
0: Yeah, we just did the breakneck
3: point. Yes.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we just did that one. Um, that's pretty gnarly. I wouldn't bring the kids for that one. <laughs> they, that That would start that teenage rebellion real quick. So... Well, that's pretty great. So, um, how was, so, uh, how was your experience like in the race itself? Um, any like, yeah, let's go through the race a little bit. Um, you did do the 50 K last year. And so coming to the 50 miler, how, uh, how was your, did you, was your training a little bit different for this one?
3: It was, I mean, it was different in the sense that, um, last year, excuse me, last year I had a calf, um, Injury like in the early part of training. So I didn't get as many miles as I would have liked. But this year, um, I think I, I just got a lot more miles in a road. Um, I experimented with a lot more food. Um just, I, mean, I just felt felt a little bit better prepared um, for the ups and downs. Um I would say the the one challenge that I didn't anticipate because I was running through. The 25 mile loop in my head from last year was uh, Ian switching, um, I guess the the 15 mile loop around and going up Buttermilk Falls. Um, I mean, it it seems like a simple change, but I mean, it it took so much out of me in that first loop that uh, you know when I came in for that after 25 miles, I was like, I don't even want to sit down because I don't think I'm gonna get up out of this off this bench um, for the second loop. So. Um, I knew I just had to keep moving and um, talk to people, just do something to distract, <laughs> distract myself from like the relentless hills um, in some parts of the course. So but I mean it was just, you know, it was good and then I got lost. I just missed a turn and you know, added unnecessary miles and um, I don't know. but like I said, when I got to the end or when I knew I was close, like it was just such a gratifying feeling, um, knowing that you know I put my mind to something and was able to accomplish it. It was just I don't know. It's hard to explain. It's hard to explain.
0: So, how as a family do you are you able to get in your runs? And then um, how are I'm sorry I forgot your wife's name. Um, uh, do, yeah, how are how are you both able to get in your runs while still like um, I guess. Spending time with each other, spending time as a family, keeping, like, making sure that, you know, things are still running smooth in the family.
2: (laughs) Dragging us along. So
5: basically, they force us against our own will to run with them when we don't want to. I'd rather stay inside
2: and do nothing, but yeah. But they're actually... That's a little bit true. <laughs> All of it. <laughs> I mean, we're fortunate they're a little bit older. Right. I definitely, um, the super long distances, um, are easier now. And we actually are, it's sort of our, uh, whatever date date day, date, date t- time. It's like, Oh, let's go for a run and it's fun. We'll do like a especially when the weather's good, do a one way run and then grab something to eat afterwards. And the kids are older, so they can stay home on their own. And so it's it's actually a nice uh, reason.
4: Yeah. yeah. So, yeah they
2: it's nice. Time together, so it's good. It's nice. It's
3: their excuse to get away from us. They don't like us.
2: <laughs> Everybody's happy when we go for a run. <laughs> yes. kids and kids. So it's yeah. Yeah. mutual. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Everyone gets their own time a little bit, so. So I have to say, here, uh, are you going to run the 50 miler, Julie? Uh, definitely not 50 miler. I, I think it would be interesting. I'm intrigued. I like the trail running. I feel like it's a little bit more um, mentally engaging than just road running. I mean, it's all fun, but I, it's, I don't know. It makes it forces me to be more aware. You know, going up and down and over rocks and roots and things like that and you know I mean we caught awesome weather and it's such an amazing amazing views like uh, I mean it was really beautiful so I'm intrigued in increasing the mileage on trail running I don't know if I'm quite at 50k yet but <laughs> I'm intrigued by you. This. yeah you ready to do 50k I've heard intrigued. it now everybody
0: uh, So your, your, your spot, you just, you just signed up. Your spot is reserved.
2: (laughs) You made the commitment.
6: You ready? (laughs) Yes.
0: (laughs) Well, we look forward to seeing you guys next year. If you'll join us again. Uh, I'm so glad you had such a good experience. Thank you for bringing the family and um, yeah. Just thank you so much for joining us. Thanks Thanks for having us. Absolutely. All right. Next up, we have uh, Scott Snell and Jennifer uh, Rusa, who uh, a couple of weeks ago, they were first and second, I guess, is I don't know if that's a pr- the appropriate of how to call it, at the Capitol Backyard Ultra, which took uh, takes place in uh, Virginia. And so um, the, for a little bit of background, the Capital Backyard Ultra is a silver ticket race. So the winner um, will qualify to uh, run Biggs Backyard Ultra in 2022. So let's bring on Scott and Jennifer. So, uh, I don't know if I can bring on Jennifer.
2: One second.
0: There we go. Okay. Hello. Hello. Hey. All right, so a little bit, of, I'm gonna give a little bit of background on both of you before we dig into it. So first, um, Jennifer, you are um, have so many incredible results. This is just a few. You've uh, first at Burning River 100, um, at Ohio's Backyard Ultra, you got fifth and then second. Uh, Mohegan 100 first place, uh, second at Bigfoot 200, sixth at the Barkley Fall Classic, fifth at Biggs Backyard, and first at the Potawatomi 150 miler. So um, that's a kind of incredible. So we'll, well, you've got some depth there. So uh, we'll get into that. And then Scott Snell um, of Beast Coast Trail Running fame. He has a wonderful blog, actually. Everybody should check it out. Um, And uh, he has won the past four backyard events that he has run, beginning with 103 miles, then 128, 150, and then this last one um, at 254. So uh, he's figured something out. And uh, we're going to hear about what that was. So um, actually, I kind of want to start like, Scott, I was reading your blog and uh, you said this training block has been um, the most gradual, consistent and intentional training I have ever submitted myself to following, probably even more so than the plans I used for my first marathon and 100 mile distance races, which were basically the only times I used and followed a training plan. So, um, considering you have won the last backyard ultras that you've done, but this is the furthest you've gotten so far, do you think you figured out something? I guess.
7: Um, I I guess. I mean, I I don't. I mean, the concept is pretty simply: just don't stop. So, I mean, that's <laughs> that, that's the simplest way to put it. But as far as training goes, I don't I don't know. At this training block, I tried something new. Specifically for backyards, whereas like in the past, I've just been kind of like I, I I never really follow much of a training plan plan anyway. I just kind of run when my schedule allows and um, hope for the best. But uh, yeah, the the only time I had actually looked up training plans and fo- like followed one to some some extent was my, the first marathon I ran and my first hundred miler. So this this one was the first time I I kind of had a plan that I followed, which was just very slow and gradual, like increase of volume. And I really didn't pay hardly any attention to intensity or pace at all. It was all just about building volume over like a three or four month period.
0: Well, it looks like races, um, these races to me as an outsider, um, that it's also about like learning how to sleep or rest a little bit. And then also how to eat i guess appropriately so Mm -hmm. did you from doing a bunch of these and also jennifer you can weigh in too because you have a lot of experience here with these like how how have you gotten better at doing those kind of things so jennifer why don't we start with you
5: those are the two biggest things i struggle with still the sleep and the eating you know the the eating, I find, like, the longer I go in an event, like, you know, my stomach may be good in the beginning, but then the longer I go, food just isn't appealing. <laughs> and then, it's and the sleep, the sleep is a struggle, too. Like, at, at, you know, some of them, I've been able to actually nap. And I tried to get some Zs the first night, but it was just, you know, there's a lot of excitement. It was so loud. I just really couldn't. And the second night, I was trying, but every time I laid down, I forgot my darn earplugs. I'm like, oh, darn it. So, you know, I think that was one of my biggest downfalls is I, I didn't sleep at all. Um, and then the eating, I think you just have to, um, a variety of little bites of food. And the hard thing, at least for me, is I never know what's going to work and what's not, you know, like there's not a set go-to that always works for me. So honestly, I'm still figuring it out, but I think Scott might have some better advice for us. (laughs) Yeah, Scott, let's go. Um, Nutritionist Scott.
7: I'm not, I'm nowhere near a nutritionist. Uh, I'm just blessed with a stomach that uh, will, will eat anything. I'm really good at eating. So that's, 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 that's my superpower of backyards is that I can eat pretty much anything and my stomach never turns on me. Um, oh, that's so, do good. you
0: find you do like little things, like you're always just sipping on something or is it like, Oh, I have 10 minutes here at the end of this loop, a thousand calories in 10 minutes.
7: Yeah. Yeah. For, for me, I, I like just like try and keep a steady flow of calories all the time. I, I don't, I don't like to, like, I, I think some people have the strategy of like, I'm going to, I'm going to bank some time and have like 15 20 minutes between these laps that way I can sit down and eat and fill my stomach but for me I I I don't like being inactive that long I'd rather just like have like maybe eight to ten minutes at the most between laps and just have enough time to sit down refill my water bottle get just a few bites no I don't want to eat too much at one time and then just Mm -hmm. get get back up and keep moving um I, I that's that's what I've done so far and it seems to be working for me so that's that's gonna be the plan at, at going forward. <laughs> I'm not gonna not gonna fix it if it's not broken, you know.
5: Right. So one I wanna give Sarah Smith, the race director, a quick shout out. She had oh my gosh, I've never like most backyards, you are completely self sufficient, you know. They'll have water and coffee, maybe or, and maybe tailwind, but that's it. She had her chefs, they had smoothies, popsicles, ice cream, gnocchi soup, what else? Um, uh, great Something. Avocado
7: rice balls. Those avocado rice yes. balls were amazing. Yes. yes. And, and Those the, were awesome. The fried bananas.
5: I did, I was afraid to try those.
7: See, I've never. Like, oh, I don't know. I've always. And now we know why you know, Scott pulled ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Against better judgment, he, I, I just go for it and like, oh let's see, yeah. we'll we'll really test this out and see what happens.
5: Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Most of the ones I've done, most of the backyards I've done have been in cooler weather. And I think with the heat too, because, you know, I think for everybody when it's hot, it's much harder to eat. Right. Um, but yeah, but yeah, the iron stomach, that is a gift.
7: Yeah. And, and that third, the third day, that heat, the first two days I found pretty, pretty manageable the, the heat didn't mm-hmm. really bother me much the first two days, but I, that third day, it started getting to me in the afternoon. It was, the, I was very thankful yeah. for the ice and the ice baths at the end of every lap. That third yes.
5: Day. Yes. Oh, that's yeah, for sure. Quite lovely. <laughs> now you're selling it, it.
7: They were lovely.
5: Avocado. It's basically an all pass. you can eat, all you can eat buffet and ice baths, Right? What more could you ask for? Why quit? Uh, not much.
0: <laughs> in Virginia, and, and, I mean, come on.
7: And the way they presented it too was awesome because like every time you came in from a lap. They had three or four volunteers all lined up right at that, the start-finish area, and they all had a tray of some kind of food. So you just walked past them, mm-hmm. whatever looked good, you grabbed it and you went back to your spot. Yeah. You didn't have to move again. It was phenomenal. It, oh, yeah, that's awesome. Awesome event. Very well organized. Yep. yep.
0: Cool. Um, so both of you are also Masters runners. So Scott, you're 42, and uh, Jennifer, you're 56. So mm-hmm. I'm also like conscious that – races like this are relatively new so do you think mm-hmm. that um when you were younger maybe it would have like your age has played to your strengths like you're more like i guess trained but also have like a deeper endurance base maybe also more mentally hard than if you had attempted these maybe in the beginning of your career um yeah what are your opinions on that
5: go ahead scott um,
7: uh, yeah i i guess yeah. I think you hit a couple points there that I would agree with. Um, like uh, I, I think, cause I, I always say I, uh, patience is a huge part of the, these races. Mm-hmm. There's, you, you have to be patient because nothing you can do is going to stop anyone else from running another lap. I mean, you, that's completely out of your control. And you just have to accept that and be patient that you're, you're going to be able to hold up longer basically. and And I mean, maintain that hope and belief when it seems like hopeless is is very trying at times that's where the mental attitude really re- you really need to keep your mental outlook positive because i mean as soon as you lose hope i mean i, th- I think that's the point mm-hmm. the race is over once you lose hope it's it's yeah. done then you then you're like okay mm-hmm. well there's eight other people here or like our situation that seven people went 200 miles and it was like you know these seven people, they're, they're not quitting. They hit 200. It was
5: awesome.
7: So I think, yeah, that's where like age, if if you're in just your demeanor, if you're, if you're more of a patient person, I think that's like a huge, a huge strength in these types of races. Mm And
5: Jennifer? I would agree. So, so yes and no, it helps. I mean, obviously the older you get, you tend to sadly slow down a little bit. Um, so that makes it a little bit harder. And like the sleep deprivation, I think it's a little bit harder. But at the same time, well I didn't I didn't do my first ultra till I was fifty, so I kinda jumped in the game pretty late anyway. Um, but I, I definitely think, you know, now versus six years ago. Mm-hmm you know, you, you learn to fight more, I think, and, and to fight through, you know, like what, what's that famous saying? It never always gets worse, right? You know, it doesn't, or it doesn't always get worse. You know, you'll have a time that's awful and you just want to lay down and go to sleep or just throw the towel, but you know, then you're back up again. You know, you just have to be, as you know, emphasize patience is a huge part of it. And I just think, and I think that mental toughness and, and, you know, if you can really just fight through it, you know, in, and have the patience to fight through it and just that mental strength. And I think too, just channeling maybe some other races that you've done that have been so difficult, but you fought, you know, you just kept fighting and fighting and got through it. And then at the end, it's just the reward is fantastic. Like Bigfoot, for example, I that first day I thought, Oh, I don't know, the smoke, the altitude, the um, it was 105. You know, I was like, Oh, I'm like, what am I doing here? I don't belong here. And then Sure enough, you know, just fighting, you know, there were times where I had to fight really hard to get through it. And then it was, you know, I just, I remember the end was so easy. Like somehow it just became easy and it was so fun. So, you know, I think just drawing on that experience just really helps you to, to push yourself forward, I think. Is there
0: like a psychological bump maybe um, in these looped events that like, maybe you're on a loop and you're having a down loop while you finish the loop? Um, do you think it's a little bit easier to sort of like change your perspective because it is a different loop? So it's kind of like a little bit psychologically different. Or did you just find that like a 250 mile race, like, I don't know, 20 miles
2: were just awful?
5: I don't know. For me, I don't know that it necessarily started over. Um, I do like the switch between the road and the trail. I thought that was a nice way to change it up a little something to look forward to um I know like the first day I didn't even want to know in the second day too really I didn't really even want to know what loop we were on during the day I just just keep running you know what I mean and then all of a sudden oh it's starting to get a little dark look at that you know it's almost time to, to go back to the road so um I don't know that, that that the loop made such of a difference I think one thing though like The more, and, you know, Scott, you've done numerous ones of these, and I was telling this to a few people that were brand new. I think sometimes the more you do, the harder it is because you know what it feels like to get to some of those higher distances. Whereas, like, your first one, it's all, like, bright and shiny and new, and you don't really know what to expect. So I think at a point, it can be, like, you know, when you're trying to beat a PR, it that was that, where you went fairly long, I think it gets in your head a little bit because you, you know, you're at 150 miles. You're like, wow, I'm, I'm kind of tired. Everything kind of hurts already, you know? And like how, so you just can't, you can't think too far in advance, I guess, it's a, for the backyard, I think is one of the biggest, well, in any race, really, right? You just can't think too far ahead.
0: Scott, what about for you? Is it mentally refreshing for each loop or is it uh, the six loops just
2: feel terrible? I, uh...
7: Yeah, for me, I, I, I like to always just try and like take it one loop at a time and not think about anything else. Uh, I, I, think, I think Jennifer, you hit, hit that point that it's like, you, you can't look too far ahead. And, and it's just like, and for me, that's by just like focusing on the loop I'm in. I mean, it, it may be a terrible loop, but it's just like, you got to, if you're having that terrible loop, it's just like get through that loop and re, re I, I don't know. I, yeah, maybe it is kind of like refreshing or maybe just it's like kind of like resetting yourself like whether mm-hmm. you have five, if you have five minutes and it's just kind of like, you kind of mentally reset and be like, okay, that was a crap loop, but you know what, this is a new loop, so this can be a mm-hmm. good one, so it's, mm-hmm. it's I think it's kind of like a mental reset, so, and and, and it's just like, yeah, you, you you just have to take it one loop at a time, because that's, I mean, mm-hmm. that's all you can do in backyards is, is focus on your loops, no, nothing mm-hmm. you going to how you run your loop isn't gonna change how anyone else runs their race. So it's just all about what you do and you just have to.
0: Well, you sort of bring up a, you bring up a good point there. So I was gonna ask next, um, when does it become like you wanna get as far as you can go versus you want to win? Because you really sort of, you not only do you need to worry about your race, but you needed to, in order to get farther, you needed Jennifer to keep going. So, yeah, explain that style of competition. Like you kind of need, you know, it's, it's like in order for excellence, you kind of need the competition to also be excellent. And so um, how are you thinking in terms of the race? Like, did you want to see how far you could go or did you want to win? I guess, uh, Scott, we'll start with you.
7: Uh, yeah, that's that's a tricky one because it's kind of both. Uh, I mean, it's, it's it's almost like you want want it all at that point because. I mean my, my PR before this was 150 miles at a, the last backyard I ran. Uh that was the backyard squash. And and so when I was so doing this race, when I passed that PR, it was like really cool because I was like, okay, well everything from here on is like I'm I'm building and building. And when you're hundred miles past your PR, it's like, all right, let's keep going and see how much farther I can, you know, bump up this PR. This is awesome. And, and when you're feeling okay, then it's like, well, why why stop, you know? Mm -hmm. so so but then at the same time it's like you you know you're physically you're physically exhausted you're you're mentally exhausted and you're sleep you're completely behind on sleep and the sleep deprivation is messing with your head so at the same time it's like yeah you know you want to stop you know it's not good to keep going at some point but you also like it's always like you kind of want to push the edge of the envelope a little bit farther and see Mm -hmm. what find find my limit on this day that because that that's always been Mm -hmm. my goal up until up until this race every backyard I did my my goal was to to either be the last person standing or to find my my limit on that day and and up till up to this point it's all as the last person and then this one the goal was a little bit different because with it being the 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 silver ticket race to Biggs my goal was to get us to get a spot at Bigs. so then my goal was not just to kind of finding my limit was the wasn't um I guess on level with with being the last person standing for the for this way race being the last person and getting that secure that guaranteed spot at Biggs was was the number one goal for this race okay so, I mean, it, it, it's, it's a mixed, it, it's definitely mixed emotions though. Cause when you're 104 miles past your PR, it's like really cool to keep pushing. So, I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's like, and when you've been running with a small group for so long, it's like, you, it it's, it, it's a weird mental state. Cause you're like, kind of, you're sad every time you see someone drop off, but you're like, okay, mm-hmm. well, I'm one spot closer to hitting my, you know, being the last one. So mm-hmm. it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a mixed bag of emotions every time someone doesn't make it back
0: yeah well jennifer you've been second now twice so i mean (laughs) we gotta like next one we got three i'll help you three times three times (laughs) No, i gotta i'll help you plan some sabotage we can really get these mind games going i got you
5: (laughs) you know it's funny that is not i am not a mind game person in fact i think i made scott very uncomfortable on the third night but that's another story we'll get into um yeah you know it's funny the first one i did i I thought I'd hate it. I had no clue what I was doing and I hadn't planned ahead. Like all of a sudden it's Sunday night, we're still going, it's down to two of us and I've got to get, like the kids are home. I got to get them to school the next day. They're calling like, um, are you guys coming home? Like, <laughs> no. Yeah. I, and then you don't need to uh, go to school. <laughs> I know, right? You're on your own. This is what's more important. I mean, priorities, right? Come on. Yeah. You know? um, and then um, when I was second to Harvey Lewis, like when it was down to just the two of us, I'm like, I'm sorry. He's just, You know, I knew (laughs) I knew there was no beating him, but I decided to hang on as long as I could, which was fun. But then I had pulled something, but I I kept going for another like 70 miles. And finally, I'm like, okay, you know, it's it's time it's time to be done. But yeah, and going going into this one, it's interesting because I looked at the roster of the runners and I'm like, oh, holy cow. I mean, it was stacked. And then we did lose like John Noll was supposed to be there and he ended up pulling out but I thought, oh, what am I doing? Like, why would I pick this one? Because, like, you know, Ohio didn't go as planned, and so then I thought, oh, I'll give one, give you know, one more try. And uh, and I looked at the list and thought, man. So I for this one, I I you know, silver ticket, yeah, would have been awesome, right? But I also I had 225 or 54 yards previous, but I knew that wouldn't be enough. To, well, I didn't think that would be enough to get me on that 15-person team. So my you know, I had a couple of different goals. You know, one was just my last one mentally, I, I physically I had been injured and then mentally I wasn't, I wasn't there and I was very disappointed in myself. So I'm like, all right, you know, this is, I gotta, I gotta make sure I'm mentally strong. And so I just set a goal of 300 in my mind. I'm like, I don't care that way. I'm not threatened or, or intimidated by all these other really strong runners. I, my goal's 300. If I could hit 300, I would be thrilled. And that would definitely be enough, you know, for, for big. So that's kind of where I set my goal. So I, I was trying to, you know, it's so easy to get hung up on what everybody else is doing. And Oh my gosh. Like the guys that go super fast, every lap, And I'm like, how do they do that? And for days they're always first. And, and then, you know, just, you know, it's so easy to get caught up on what other people are doing and to worry about it. So I'm like, you know, I'm not going to worry about anybody else. I'm just going to do what, you know, what I, what I can. And, you know, I knew 300 was quite lofty, but you gotta, gotta go big or go home. Right. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah. why did you stop? So uh, those last three day loops on Saturday were rough. My stomach had been so bad for a while and every everyone, I started out too slow. Like I was in the meadow. I was just trying to walk and like get my stomach to calm down and it's, you know, you're baking in the sun. And then I hit the turnaround and I'm like, Oh darn it. I'm like five minutes behind where I need to be in five minutes. That early on, you know, and is a lot of time to be behind. So then I had to really hoof it back and had a negative split and, I I was sprinting the uphills, you know, it felt like I was sprinting. I'm sure I was not, you know, and so then by the time I made it back in each of those loops, I was, it was tough, but I fought, you know, especially those last two, man, I had to fight hard to, to get through them and couldn't take water out of my last one because of a, my crew was holding it when the bell rang. So, you know, no water, but it's all good. So I got done and, you know, I had about a minute or so, and then we're walking out to the road, you know, starting the road loop. And I told Scott, I said, go ahead, I'm going to just kind of regroup. So I started walking, and as I'm walking, like my brain was doing funny things. Like, we're, I'm walking, just taking a stroll, and I'm like, oh, this is so nice just to chill out, take a little walk. And I'm like, okay, well, I did it. I'm done. You know, I, I made it through, I fought through those day loops. You know, thank goodness that's over. I'm done. And in my mind, like, I was thinking, okay, so the trail backyard's done. This is like a new backyard. Now we're starting the road backyard. I don't know if I want to be in this road backyard. So I'm just kind of walking, and then and then it dawns on me, you know. No, what are you doing? You know, you're not done. This is, you know, we're, we're we're still out here going. And if I don't like, if I don't, you know, pick up the pace, I'm gonna time out and not make it back. And and you know, and I don't want that. Like I don't want to stop. I wanted, like, I felt physically okay. I think just mentally i my brain was fried and so then so i saw scott on the first out and back and just waved or whatever and then i saw him on the second one and i didn't even know exactly where i was at the loop i'd passed the fire station but i didn't realize it i don't know what was going on but i asked scott i go so how far do you want to go <laughs> and scott looked at me like what do you you know that's not proper backyard etiquette
4: <laughs>
7: what, kind of, what, what kind of question is that
5: i was I like i thought we were going all used- night I know. And I said, well, I told him and I said, I really wanted to go 300. I go, but, and I looked at my watch I go, but I don't think I'm going to make it back now. And, and sure not. And so then I did, you know, I started running and I was looking at my watch and I realized I was done. And, but you know, I didn't want to be done, but I was okay with it because I knew 250 was, was pretty solid, but I was, I would have loved to have kept going because physically I felt like I was fine. I think honestly, just those last few loops just did me in like, a, you know a combination of things and i just delirious and yeah i don't know but it's all good
7: you had you had me pretty good. worried on those last few day loops there the one the one you went out i was barely your, making it yeah yeah, a couple of those are really close and the, then the one you went out when you didn't have the water bottle like that that's mm-hmm. when i was like really worried that something that like you're gonna something bad's gonna happen to slap like because I, I was drinking that was three, so nice I was, I was drinking like nearly a a full bottle of water every lap out there yeah. all day it was so right. warm so when he went out without right. one I was like I I mean I, I was like I don't think she's gonna make it back this time yeah when I first took off but then I thought about it a little and I was like I, I'd seen how you were coming in with like three minutes consistently like it seemed like you really knew where you had to be had to be for the second half because mm-hmm. every time you're like a, a minute or two behind me on that out and back and I, I was like in my comfortable range. And I was like, I know if I was where you were, I'd be nervous, but you should be comfortable where you were. And you were, you were making it back with a few minutes to spare every time. So I was like, okay, that's how she's running her laps. That's how she's doing it. It
5: it was a struggle. And (laughs) Scott was so nice. He was, he was like, we were talking, and uh, he was worried I didn't have water and he wanted to offer me some of his. And I, it was very sweet. And I'm like, nope. He's like, I wanted to go some red so I'm like, it's okay. I'll be back. Don't worry. I, I got this. I won't time it
7: out. I, uh, I she, loved that you are yeah. so confident when you said that, though. That was great. Because like I was like, I, like when he took off without the water bottle, I was like, oh, man, this is over. This is over this lap. And then like you were just like, no hesitation. Like, I'm, I'm not timing out this lap. That, that was just great.
0: Well, uh, okay. that's some great camaraderie. And uh, congratulations to both of you on 250 miles, uh, 254 for you, Scott. Um, so uh, do, are there any more backyards you'll have before Bigs, Or do you have another backyard schedule, Jennifer?
5: So I'm going to be watching. I told last sent an email out with like who's in and, you know, in like the at-large list. And I was number f- fifth out of nine so like out of the 15 six or silver tickets that there's nine open spots and I was fifth right down in the you know right smack in the middle and then somebody drops and I'm fourth last seems to think oh, it's no problem I'm in so I hope so but you know anything can happen sure. so I I'm ready for a little break from the backyards I would like to you know if I had to run another one there's one in Ohio in August but I, I don't think I'll need to and I don't really want to honestly I do really want to go back to big. So I think that would be just such an honor to be on that USA team. And, you know, I don't want to burn out between now and then either. You know what I mean? I want to be ready to go mentally, physically, give it everything. Because I think working together as a team, I just think it'll be so fun.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Just, yeah, uh, just I, figure out those nutrition issues and you'll be all good to go. Yes. I know.
7: But that's one I of do the, better
5: when it's cooler.
7: That's one of the main reasons I re- I was like so pumped to try and get on the The to bigs this year is because of the team aspect of it. Like, I think that's such a cool idea how team, how Laz organized it with the international teams doing satellite competitions. So, I'm I'm psyched for for the team
5: backyard. Yeah, me too. I think it'll be super fun.
0: Well, good luck to both of you. We will be watching here at the Trails Collective. Thank you so much for coming on.
5: Sure. Thanks so much for having us. Awesome. Thank you for having us.
0: All right, and last but certainly not least, we have results from the World's End 100K. Course records went down, people cried, people laughed. It's great. And so now we're going to bring on Andrew Steyer and Justin Scheid. Hello. Hello, gentlemen.
4: Hi. How's it going?
0: Welcome to the show. So a little bit to the audience about World's End. World, the World's End Ultramarathon is a foot race that explores the Loyal Sock Trail, Loyal Sock State Forest, and the World's End State Park in the endless mountains of Pennsylvania. And so uh, the route is uh, a semi-dense single track and some fairly remote sections, waterfalls, but beautiful views in the endless mountains. So would, would you say that's a pretty pretty accurate description?
6: very accurate it's a it's a wonderful course it's a magnificent course
0: so um the 100k winner is uh justin scheid here on the bottom and uh rebecca kosek and justin uh i think you crushed the course record in uh 1054 am i correct
4: no, so I actually missed. So the the course record that was shattered was in the 50K. 50K, um,
0: yes. Yeah. So uh, Ra- Ra- Reagan, Reagan, Reagan McCoy, uh, 440 yeah. in the 50K. And then Kara Moyer, uh, 659. Both incredible performances. Um, so congratulations. And uh, also to you, Andrew. I think it's, uh, I'm led to believe that you had a, a little bit of a different day out there. Yes?
6: Yeah. Yeah, so, um, so this is, was my third time doing World's End. Um, the first time I finished it in like 1804, struggled. Um, last year, I DNF'd at High Knob, which is 35 miles. And this year, I didn't even intend to do this race. I was 93rd on the wait list, and I was the last person in. So I had less than a week to assemble a team, pacers, a crew, and do this race because next week I'm doing Laurel Highland, 70 miler. So I'm just like, Hey, why not do two of these in a row? You know? So I-, I wasn't really intending on racing this. I just wanted to finish it. Um, and I barely finished it. I was the last person in and almost the last person in at the race too. I finished, I think at 1855, which wow. is which exciting. I mean, I wanted to quit, like I really wanted to quit, because, like normally I'm a strong, mid-pack runner, but this course for me just gives me problems, and it gave me problems. I was doing fairly well. I was looking like a maybe a high 16 finish, and then there's this one climb after the high knob aid station, and I just I lost my stomach. Uh, I started my poor pacer. She had to endure me in the worst possible times. You could deal with a runner, you know, barfing all over the place, dry heaves. And then I get to mile 50, and I'm like, I, I was just like, I'm quitting this. Right. I, don't, I don't need to do this anymore. But my crew was cool, you know, and my pace. So they're, they're like, talked me into it. And then finally, I'm just like, okay, that's it. I'm going to finish this. And I went back out. So, yeah, that's kind of my short version tale. Um, long
0: day out there. but
6: yeah, long day, for sure.
0: Yeah. Um, so you're also you're doing Laurel Highlands in a couple of days. So yeah, good luck yeah. to you, sir. Thank
6: you. You'll come <laughs> out of that. You're great.
0: Your beard is just going to be gray. Yeah.
6: Yeah. I, I actually did. I did Laurel Highlands before, and I actually did better at Laurel Highlands than I ever did at World's End. It's just something about the World's End course. It's unrelenting. You know, you got climb after climb after climb, technical trails all day long. You know, it tests all your abilities, you know, and for a guy like me, you know, I expect to finish in the dark, you know, so it's like, yeah, it's just, it's, it's, it's a wonderful course though. It really is. Uh, well, just-
0: congrats on gutting that one out. Thank you. Um, But Justin, uh, amazing race. Congratulations. Um, Thank you. So uh, yeah, take us through your race. Was this your goal? Is this a goal race for you?
4: It, so it was, so it was my first hundred K. Um, I actually, Congrats. so the re- registration opened, I think like December 1st, it was like, I knew from last year it had sold out immediately. So you have to register like ASAP, although this year they did go quite deep into the wait list um, as I understand it. But um, I ran JFK 50 last year. That was my first 50 miler. Um, mm-hmm. And it went really well. So I was like, I was kind of pumped. And yes, it's not the technical trail after the first 16 miles, because then you get sort of like a flat marathon there. Um, but I was, I was interested because after graduating college like 13 years ago now, it's sort of been the same races every year. So I was just looking to try something different. I did Cayuga 50K last year, and then that's where I met Ian for the first time and mm-hmm. um, jumped in like the 25K at the Highlands New Jersey Festival um, a few weeks prior to this one. But uh, yeah, this was the race. This was this was the race uh, I was sort of aiming for for the spring, uh, summer. And uh, the training block went really well um but again not having done 100k i was very nervous i wish i would have had like that steel stomach that we were just talking about for the that scott was talking about just recently but uh but for me it 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 ended up going very well and i think part of it was certainly the weather um i think last year and andrew who ran it last year probably said i think it was 90 degrees um and so this year it was like 50 degrees at the start so 50 degrees very low humidity um i think that just played you know into my hands pretty well and then uh but it was it was I was we had a pack of like five or six going out through the first for the first four miles. Uh, hit the aid station one with four of us, and then aid station two. I was running with um, with Tristan, who's who actually told me that he did a hundred mile race three weeks prior to this, and so I was just like, look, well, I, I hope uh, hope my first 100K is going to go just as well as someone who's able to recover quickly from a hundred mile race three weeks ago, um, and it and it did. But everything Andrew said is absolutely correct about the course. It is it is up and down the whole way there is very very few sections that are flat um you know the final section is a little bit more runnable it's sort of like it feels it feels like more of like jeep type roads um but it is it is all up and down but it was a lot of fun I mean, there the from the waterfalls to the volunteers at the aid stations and what was remarkable the volunteers just every aid station was something unique, whether it was, I think some of them were making like water sm- watermelon smoothies for the, for the athletes, but just how encouraging the volunteers were, were phenomenal. And then um, some other people out there, like taking videos and, and cameras and even, even uh, David Walker, the, one of the directors was like at the mile mark at the first aid station was following us with a camera. And I was like, Hey, you want to jump in? He's like, no, I'd have to take off, you know, I'd take off my jeans. So I'm going to run the, the rest of it. And, I was like, I don't know if that's a good excuse or not. And just, you know, hate the race director throw on shorts and, you know, come on. Um, but it was, it was fun. It was, it was, a, it was a lot of fun. And like I said, my legs held up great. And I think part of it was just, I was very under control the whole way. Just, it wasn't focused on pace. I wasn't focused on trying to get to an aid station at a specific time. And I think that, that made it much more enjoyable and much more care, carefree for purposes of it.
0: Yeah. So you mentioned that, um, since graduating college, I guess, 13 years ago, you said you've been doing mostly the same thing. So is that like marathoning or what, what sort of same things?
4: Yeah. So it's been predominantly road races, anything from, from five K's up to marathons. So I've, I've done, I've done the Boston marathon three times. I've done New York and I've done some, some smaller races. Um, and then a lot of like five K 10 K's for like the local races here in New Jersey, um, Mm -hmm. And so trail running used to just really be going out on, like, on the weekend and going to a park and, and doing a run. But I wasn't really doing a whole lot of trail racing. Um, and that sort of just took on more recently with uh, Steve Lance, who lives nearby, is is does does the breakneck point race and does a lot of these FKTs on the trails. And so um, just sort of looking at sort of his stratophys and, and getting more into it and just trying to be more active and going out to get in trail runs on a you know, more regular basis than what I had been doing.
0: Yeah, did you run in high school and college?
4: I did. Yeah, so that that helps. I ran through high school and college and then just tried to keep doing it around the work schedule. So, I prefer getting up and running before work in the morning to me it, that feels better than sort of in the evening when I feel like I'm just tired from the from the work day.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so uh what was the did you have a lot of what was your lowest moment out there?
4: Yeah, so I'd say the lowest moment. So I had a, my my parents and my wife served as the crew, and my my dad still runs a little bit. He's in his sixties, and he was he really wanted nothing to do with like pacing. But you are allowed pacers at to jump in at certain aid stations, and so the first one I think was like high nub at aid station seven, and I, I was feeling okay there. Um, but then you you go down a steep hill, crossover road, and you basically come straight back up. So I got to the next station. I was like, hey, can you run the me to the next aid station? Like I'm running, you know, ten you know, 11 minute mile pace. Can you, you know, jump in for five miles? He's like, absolutely not. And so then I got to eight station 10 and I was like, Hey, are you sure? Like, can you just do like five? He's like, no. <laughs> so it was the, the pleading picked up throughout the course, but then I just, he just shot me down every time.
0: And what was the best part?
4: Uh, the, the best part I would say um, was certainly, I, I just felt like once you hit the final aid station, um, and you're coming you know, you're, you got six miles to go and you actually go past an aid station that you came to prior. Um, and so I think once you're there and you see the sign for the world's end trail, it is, it is a crushing descent on the, on the quads going down there, but at least that point, you know, you you've made it and you're about to, to about to finish. Andrew, I don't know how your experience was. If you thought you had to really push that section to get in under the, the 19 hour window there.
6: Oh, Oh yeah. When, when I was, um, when my pacer and I came off that Jeep road, I knew, I mean, I knew about that descent already and I knew it's a crusher, but I actually bombed that thing. Cause I looked at my watch and I was at like 12 minutes to go and I'm like, Oh shit, I really <laughs> need to move. So we just nailed it. And um, yeah, I mean that, that was awesome. Like it, it it's a different feel when you're chased when the clock's chasing you down because it's like, I think I got just as many cheers as maybe you did finishing first. But people were excited seeing the last couple runners come in just beating that clock out. It was an exhilarating feel. It was the first time in a race ever I've been that close to a cutoff that um, it was just exciting. It really was.
0: Well, we hope that you're not chasing the cutoff at Laurel this weekend.
6: I, I hope not. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and that's enough drama anxiety for, <laughs> yeah. for a while. Well, congratulations to you both on finishing a super, super hard ultra, um, hundred K and, uh, Justin, I hope we, uh, see more of you in the, hundred uh, K ultra space here on the East coast.
4: Absolutely. Good. Best of luck to you at Western States.
0: Thank you. All right, guys. Thanks for joining us. Have a, thanks. have a good rest, uh, rest of your night and happy training.
6: Thanks. Bye.
0: Bye-bye. All right, Trials Collective, thanks for um, tuning into this live show tonight. Uh, probably next weekend we'll, we'll be back with your reg- regularly scheduled Ian Golden show. Uh, I am Ellie. You can follow me at, at Gazelli on Instagram and Twitter. You can follow the Trials Collective on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. Thank you so
5: much for watching tonight and see you out there on the trails.